The Alamein Line had geographic features that would be crucial for the British defensive line. At Alamein, a natural barrier to the south meant that in order to outflank the defensive forces, as Rommel had done time and again in his drive toward Egypt, the Germans would have to go far to the south and cross a portion of the Sahara. Meanwhile, in order for an attacking force to engage the Alamein Line, they would be funneled into three areas due to the layout of hills and rivers in the area. Therefore, the British could concentrate their forces in these areas, but their preparations at the Alamein Line were hastily constructed, and they only had one full-strength infantry division ready by July 1st. Fortunately, the Germans were also encountering some problems as they experienced the diminishing power of the offensive that had left their troops exhausted by victory. Over the next four weeks, the confused jumble of operations and disconnected actions that made up the First Battle of El Alamein would stop Rommel and save Egypt from the Axis onslaught. As the German attack at Alamein began in early July, the 3rd South African Brigade fought off a German attack in the center, while the 18th Indian Brigade also faced a German attack at Deir el Shein. After eight hours of fighting, the Germans were able to destroy the Indian Brigade, forcing the British to withdraw. At this point, Auchinleck believed his lines were overextended, and he abandoned positions at Bab el Katara and Nakab Abu Dwais, and instead created mobile units with the New Zealand Division and the 5th Indian Division, which would respond to German attacks and back up other defensive positions. Further to the south, the Germans and British tried to outflank each other with little success, but on July 2nd, Auchinleck believed the Germans were stretched to their limit. Auchinleck explained that Rommel was now fully extended, and that his advanced troops were now dangerously exposed. So it was essential that the Eighth Army, seriously disorganized, was given a few days to reorganize and establish defense positions at Alamein. The answer, all the fighting troops which could be rallied, would be formed into a striking force to bloody the enemy's nose within the next 24 hours. So the C in C assumed the duties of the corps, division, brigade, and even battalion commander, collected together a miscellaneous force from the remnants of 8th Army, and gave orders direct to those involved. Shortly after this British attack was launched, they stopped Rommel's advanced troops and had taken 3,000 prisoners, thanks in part to assistance by the Royal Air Force and Royal Navy. The Royal Air Force provided cover for ground troops and also continued to neutralize the effectiveness of the Luftwaffe, while the Royal Navy's dominance of the Mediterranean made it extremely difficult for Axis forces to receive both supplies and reinforcements from Europe. When Rommel ordered another attack to stem the tide at the Alamein Line on July 3rd, he found that his troop strength was down to around a tenth of its strength, and he had only 26 tanks, which were opposed by over 100 in the British 1st Armoured Division. Rommel halted the attack on account of the exhaustion of his troops and his low troop levels. The British now outnumbered the Germans and were being reinforced more quickly. While the British were gaining the advantage, they were still plagued by mistakes, as there followed a week of missed opportunities for the British, and thereafter more weeks of costly and mismanaged operations. Furthermore, the British were still fighting in improvised divisions that jumbled the chain of command. By July 7th, Auchinleck had decided on a plan of attack in which British forces would take the ridge of Tel el Asa, his Australian division would take Tel el Makkad, and his South Africans would move along the coast road. Once these objectives had been accomplished, his forces would move forward to Deir el Shein. 
On July 10th, two companies attacked Tel El Makkad and then withdrew in what was described as an engagement that appears to have achieved little but the bewilderment of the participants. The attack at Tel El Asa was more successful, with British forces there being supported by heavy artillery, air support, and tanks from the 44th Royal Tank Regiment. At Tel El Asa, they were able to capture 106 prisoners and four guns before overrunning an Italian position and capturing a further 800 prisoners. The most significant action at Tel El Asa, however, was the capture of the German 621st Radio Company, which severely hampered their efforts at communication and provided the British with intelligence on the combat readiness of German forces and the plan of battle for the Axis army.